We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Spurs Up Show, the best Gamecocks podcast on the internet. Today is Thursday, March the 12th, 2020. On today's show, I break down this weekend series. SEC baseball is here as South Carolina welcomes the Tennessee Volunteers for a three-game series at Founders Park. I'll break down Tennessee, including their pitching, their hitting, talk about South Carolina, what to watch for, key player for the weekend, give my prediction, and much, much more. Also, going to dive into some of your listener questions and voicemails. We've got a lot to get to here on a packed Thursday. Before we get into everything, this is a podcast sent to you by our friends over at SeatGeek. SeatGeek, the best ticket buying app by far, the only ticket buying app I use, and the only one I recommend. Go download the SeatGeek app or go to SeatGeek.com. Use the promo code SPURSUP. You're going to save $20 off your first purchase. Guys, They've got tickets to literally anything and everything. Whether you're trying to catch Gamecocks baseball this weekend at Founders Park, if you're going to Nashville for the SEC tournament, South Carolina softball, concerts, comedy club events, obviously Gamecocks football I wanted to mention as well, but it doesn't even have to be sports. You can go to concerts, comedy club events, professional sporting events, XFL, NFL, NHL, MLB is obviously about to come back. If you need tickets to the Masters, it's a great time to be a sports fan right now. If you need tickets to anything, SeatGeek is the place to go. They got a great ticket rating system which rates the tickets for you based on the type of deal you're getting. So guys, never again are you going to worry about scalping, worrying about, oh my God, am I buying fake tickets? Am I getting the best value? SeatGeek does all of that work for you. You're going to know exactly where you're sitting, what you're paying, what type of deal you're getting so you never overpay for tickets again. Again, guys, they make it super simple, super easy. They're going to give you the best bang for your buck. And they're going to give you that sense of relief and that sense of confidence that when you click the buy button, you know you're making the absolute best purchase. You can just focus on enjoying the event you're going to. So again, that's our friends at SeatGeek. Go download the SeatGeek app or go to SeatGeek.com. Use the promo code SPURSUP, that's S-P-O-S-U-P, to save $20 off your first purchase. Let's get it. Chris Phillips, host the Spurs Up Show, as always. Appreciate you guys tuning in. Happy Thursday. Hope everyone's having a fantastic day. Very, very excited because we are talking Gamecocks baseball this entire episode. SEC baseball is finally back. Um, super, super pumped for it again. Hope everybody's having a fantastic Thursday. It's been a great week, beautiful week in the city of Columbia here. It's been a fantastic time. Um, and I'm really excited. I'm really excited, feeling good. Things are going well. 
Uh, feeling extremely blessed. Thank you so much, Gamecock fans. I just want to say I feel like I don't say thank you enough to the South Carolina fans out there who support, show love, the Spurs Up show. Really, really do appreciate you guys. Without you, obviously, none of this would be possible. So thank you, thank you so much. Again, I think I'm just feeling good. I'm feeling blessed because the weather's starting to warm up. We got SEC baseball back. Like, you know, Carolina baseball's kind of getting hot at the right time. It feels good. It feels good right now to be a South Carolina fan. It feels good right now to just just be right now. I don't know. I don't want to be too deep, but it just, I don't know. I'm feeling good right now. So again, really, really excited for today's show. South Carolina welcoming the Tennessee Volunteers three-game series at Founders Park, first SEC series of the season. Games are Friday at 7, Saturday at 4, Sunday at 1.30. And again, this is opening weekend for SEC baseball. It feels like the beginning almost of a new season, if you will. You know, all that stuff you did in the non-conference and whatever you did, it's all great and everything. We've seen some of the records. Uh, you know, Florida just lost their first game. I think they're like 16-1. and one. Tennessee's 15-2. and two. Alabama, I think, may still be undefeated. I haven't looked yet, but – None of that really matters, to be honest with you. If you look at, like, South Carolina's side, you're 12-4, and four, but you lost two series to Clemson and Northwestern. Like, none of that really matters now. We begin a new season. Gamecocks taking on Tennessee to kick it off. Let's dive into Tennessee a little bit. Their head coach, Tony Batello, done a fantastic job of that Tennessee Volunteers baseball program. You know, I talked a little bit about this with, uh, with Bobby Haney on the Tuesday show. This is not your dad's Tennessee baseball team. This is not the Tennessee baseball team of old. They have built up this program. They were picked to finish fourth in the SEC by D1Baseball.com ahead of the Gamecocks. Uh, if you guys remember, Tennessee really took it to South Carolina last year, beat them two of three. Uh, I was looking at last year's results, man. They smacked Carolina in the Friday game, 15 to five. Gamecocks came back, and that was sort of Saturday. That was sort of when the legend of Brett Carey was still evolving. I think he got the save Saturday night, but then lost on Sunday. So Gamecocks looking to get some revenge, obviously lost two of three last season, got them at home at their place. Um, you take a look at the pitching for Tennessee. This is really, in my opinion, their bread and butter, and they were so good a year ago as well. A 2.01 team ERA, also a huge shot in the arm for the Volunteers this week. Garrett Crochet. The left-handed pitcher, the junior lefty, 6'6", 218 for the Vols. He is returning from injury and returning to their starting rotation this week, and it sounds like Kendall Rogers of D1Baseball.com reporting that this week. Uh, just, some, uh, just some statistics on him. Not really statistics, but some of, some of the credentials that Garrett Crochet carries. Um, and he'll probably I'm, – I'm assuming right now he's going to be their Friday night guy. I don't know if they're going to put him maybe in Saturday or Sunday because he's returning from injury, but either way – He's going to be in the weekend rotation, and we're just going to assume he's the Friday night guy. He's a 2020 preseason All-American by Baseball America, first-team preseason All-American. Perfect game, had him as a, as a preseason third-team All-American. He was rated the number 11 MLB draft prospect by Baseball America, ranked the number 10 MLB draft prospect by MLB.com. Um, he was selected the 34th round of the 2017 MLB draft by the Milwaukee Brewers. So, a guy who is one of the best pitchers in the SEC. It'll be interesting. It'll be very interesting to see how he comes back. Um, has only appeared, I think, in three games this year. So, again, kind of battling an injury coming back. Let's see. No, excuse me. He has one appearance this year. He threw three and a third innings, two hits, uh, obviously did not give up any runs, and had six strikeouts in three and a third innings. And that was against Wright State last weekend, who the Tennessee Volunteers lost two of three of or two of three, two, excuse me. So, Garrett Crochet returning to their weekend rotation. I'm, again, assuming he's going to be on Friday. But you take a look. 
They got three good starters. Saturday, they got right-handed pitcher Chase Wallace, one and one with a 3.5 ERA. And then Sunday, right-handed pitcher Chad Dallas, 3-0, 2.53 ERA. You take a look at their hitters, really a complete team. Again, at least, at least to this point in the season, a 320 team average. They've hit 31 home runs in 17 games. They like to run as well. They're 30 for 32 in stolen bases. They like to run, obviously, and they've been very good at it. Um, players to watch for for Tennessee as far as the hitters are concerned. you got to start with Zach Daniels, in my opinion. 357 average, four homers, 18 RBIs. He's leading their team in average among their everyday starters. And this was a guy that to start the year kind of got out of the gate slow, but he has been red hot. Got to watch a little bit of him against Wright State. He has been red hot these last couple of weeks, or last week, week and a half, two weeks or so. So look out for Zach Daniels, one of the better players on this Tennessee team. Alaric Solare, I'm probably saying that wrong, but Alaric Solare, another guy to watch for. Five homers, 17 ribbies. He leads their team in home runs, one of their big bashers in the middle of the lineup. And then Drew Gilbert, 350 average, a homer and eight RBIs. The thing about Drew Gilbert, though, he's a freshman. He's a two-way, which means he does both, hits and pitches. So as a, as a true freshman, 350 average, a homer, eight RBIs. On the bump, he's 1-0 with a 5.63 ERA. So definitely somebody to watch for. Did the Gamecocks see him in both capacities? They, they're obviously going to see him in the lineup. Did they see him on the bump as well? Though That's going to be something very interesting to watch for. Uh, you take a look at South Carolina. Again, Gamecocks will go with the same weekend rotation. Majinski, Farr, and Jordan on the weekend. What to watch for in this one? You know, again, I talked about this is a new season. The opening weekend of SEC baseball. Really, what you did up to this point doesn't really matter. I mean, obviously, you want to build on the non-conference and build on the midweeks. And, you know, we talked about just how important it is for the South Carolina baseball team, especially in the midweek. And I do want to recognize you beat the Citadel. Uh, beat the Citadel Tuesday night 10-1. to 1. I put up my post-game reaction, kind of gave my thoughts on that. You know, the more of those games you can wrap up, those or rack up, those, those wins in the midweek, they're going to be so important for this team because SEC baseball is a grind. It is truly a grind. We had Bobby talking about it on Tuesday. It's a grind. I mean, if this team goes 15 and 15 in SEC play, if you go 15 and 15 in SEC play, that's a pretty damn good year. 16 and anything over 500 in the SEC is a damn good year just because of how tough this conference is. This is going to be a conference that beats up on itself. No questions asked. I mean, you have the elites of the elite. When you take a look at, like, Georgia, Florida, Vanderbilt, you look at Auburn, you look at LSU, hell, you look at Mississippi State, maybe even Texas A&M. But this, this conference, what makes this conference so good is that top to bottom, I mean, there really isn't a bad team. I guess if you want to say – uh, Mizzou and Kentucky are kind of the bottom feeders right now. But, I mean, even they can beat you on any given weekend. So, you know, the, the grind that is SEC baseball, and I'm really excited for it. I mean, I'm excited to see – this is – I mean, this is top-notch level baseball. You're going to see tons of guys who are going to be making their names at the next level, minor league baseball, even some professionally, even some in the major leagues when you start taking on, again, the Georgias, the Vandys, the Floridas, the LSUs, the Mississippi States. Um, you're going to see a ton of talented guys, no question. When I look at this series this weekend, what is so intriguing about this series is that South Carolina and Tennessee <clears throat> are both kind of in similar positions, and they're both kind of trying to find their way and find their place, if you will, in the SEC pecking order 
especially the SEC East pecking order. I think this series is so important for South Carolina because, again, D1Baseball.com picked Tennessee to finish ahead of you. And, again, after the season you had last year going 8-22 and in the SEC, you didn't deserve any benefit of the doubt. You really didn't. But it's going to be a very tough pill to swallow for South Carolina baseball fans if the Gamecocks fall behind Tennessee in the baseball hierarchy in the SEC East. I mean, this is a very proud program. We're talking about a two-time national champion program. I don't have to remind anyone of that. It's, it's not going to – you know, I, you tip your cap right now and say Florida, Georgia, and, and Vanderbilt, they're on a different level. No question. You've got to build to get back to that level. But Tennessee, to me, is right there kind of where you are. They're kind of right there where you are. And my question is simply this weekend, who needs it more? Because you take a look. I mean, we know the importance of getting off on a good foot in the SEC and, you know, you know getting off to a good start. But look at what both teams have lying ahead of them just next weekend. You take a look at Tennessee. They've got Vanderbilt coming to their place in a three-game series. Meanwhile, South Carolina travels to Athens to take on the Bulldogs. So I think both teams are looking at this weekend. They have to be looking at this as, you know, you don't want to say must win. I know we put out an article talking about why it's a must win, and Michael did a great job of that article. And, you know, I don't totally disagree with him. You just hate to throw around the term must win in the first SEC series of the year. But when you take a look at it realistically, as we can do, when you take a look at it realistically and you take a look at this entire schedule, there are series that you you look at them and say, we have to win. Or maybe they're your toss-ups, but you need to win. And then you look at their, you, you look at a couple series like, let's just be honest, Kentucky and Mizzou, you need to sweep. And then you take a look at some series like Vandy, Florida, Georgia, you can't get swept. At LSU, you just you got to avoid the sweep. If you can steal one of those, obviously fantastic, but you just can't get swept. This is one of those series that's a 50-50, but you really need to win because Georgia's one of those that you just can't get swept. You're not going into that one saying, hey, we're going to win two or three, no question. So – Who needs this more? I honestly think it's South Carolina. I think simply for not just getting off on the right foot, not just, you know, being up in the standings and being ahead of them, but for the overall morale and the psyche of this Gamecock baseball program, this fan base especially. You know, I was talking with a buddy of mine. We are talking to how do you you think the crowd's going to be this weekend? Well, if South Carolina wins Friday night, I expect a damn good crowd on Saturday. Maybe even Sunday, too, because the series will be up for grabs. But if you lose on Friday, I I think the crowd might be a little shoddy. This is a Gamecock fan base just looking for something to feel good about. And I'm not even talking just in baseball. I'm talking about all three of the big sports. It's a Gamecock fan base looking for something to wrap its arms around and celebrate. So this one's really, really important. Again, not just because you want to get started off on the right foot in SEC play, but for the overall morale and the confidence and the the swag of this team, winning this one could – provide huge – could pay huge dividends. And it could be the series that you look at look at and say, man, that was the spark plug that got us going. Man, that that was the series that it felt like kind of got us got us feeling good about ourselves and kind of really, you know, lifted us into SEC play versus limping into Athens, losing two of three, or God forbid, getting swept. Um, obviously, one of the biggest, if not the biggest storylines of this weekend is Carmen Majinski. And simply put, it's just which Carmen shows up. You know, we've seen him be dominant at times this year, and we've seen him struggle. There's no question. His last two outings, he has struggled. 
There is no question he has struggled his last two outings. I still feel confident in Carmen Majinski. And, again, I talked about this with Bobby on Tuesday. I feel confident with Carmen in the Friday role. I think he's your best option. I think he's your best guy. Listen, I love Thomas Farr. I love Brandon Jordan. But those guys have never pitched in an SEC game before. I mean, that's just the bottom line. Those guys have never experienced SEC baseball. Carmen Majinski has. He's pitched in a super regional on the road. You know, I mean, he's at least been through those battles. And you know it's there. You know the stuff is there. It's not a question of stuff or anything like that. But which Carmen shows up, he's got to lock in for you. I I just think, you know, and again, maybe it's an obvious statement, but I'm just going to say it anyways. That Friday night game, that game tomorrow night at Founders Park with Carmen on the bump, it's just so important to set the tone for the weekend. That's what South Carolina missed last year. I mean, really, it did. That's what South Carolina missed last year when he went down. I mean, listen, you had your rough outing against Clemson. So what? You had your rough outing against Cornell. So what? Come out, be the dude. I want to see Carmen Majinski oozing with confidence. The most confident. There's. I want Carmen Majinski thinking there's nobody better on the planet than him tomorrow night. Nobody better on the planet. Because there aren't really many better than him in college baseball. To be when he's on his game, aren't many better than him, if any. But you need to see a guy that's filling the zone. I mean, we need that. We need a a seven innings, two earned runs, one walk type of outing from Carmen Majinski. We really do. One of my buddies said it best, and he needs to fill the zone as this entire pitching staff. But one of my buddies said it best, and you guys know him as Adrian Morales, national champion, former Gamecocks third baseman, said that no free bases. Walks are for the beach and your dog, not for baseball. Free 90s kill you. I love that. Love that. He couldn't have said it any better. Can't let, can't, your stuff's too good. Carmen's got to show up and be the guy for you. He's got to be the dude tomorrow night. Another thing to watch for, hey, cocks are hot. I know some people gave me some grief after my video. It's, it's so funny, by the way. People give me grief. It's like no matter whether I'm negative or positive, there are people on both ends of that spectrum that get irritated by me either way. And I'm like, what do you people want? Which I don't really give a shit what they want. Those people are just miserable. It is what it is. But it's just so funny because, listen, I don't give a damn who you're playing. I don't. South Carolina right now is a hot baseball team. I don't give a shit who the opponent is. Are you going to discredit what Tennessee's done because they ain't played nobody? You gonna, if you're going to discredit us, discredit them too. Discredit Alabama. Discredit Florida. Hell, I, you know, discredit them all. But South Carolina's hot right now. The bats are hot. The bats are hot. I mean, you I, you know, again, we talked about this on Tuesday. You couldn't ask for a better set of circumstances coming into this Tennessee series than what you got as far as, like, how the last week or so has gone. I mean, you've won five straight games. Your offense is clicking. The top of your lineup, the bottom of your lineup, you've got Brennan Malone back. He just hit a bomb. Andrew Eister starting to get hot. Like I said, top of your lineup – no Myers and Jeff Heinrich might be two of your hottest guys on your team right now. Hell, even George Khalil's getting on base. He might not be killing it, but he's getting on base two, three times a game. Colin Burgess is giving you some, you know, giving you uh, 
a reason to feel good behind the plate. Again, Eister's heating up. Brady Allen is heating up. You're getting hot at the right time. And again, I know people, oh, you've played the Citadel and the Cornell and Furman. I get it. I know. I understand. I un, I understand totally. But you can't just come. Listen, in baseball, when you get hot, you get hot. Doesn't matter who you're playing. Really doesn't. Really, really doesn't. Is this is this going to be a significant jump as far as competition goes from anyone you've played? And that includes Clemson. Yes, no doubt. But South Carolina is a is a hot baseball team right now. And you know, we we talk about what comes first in baseball. Is it do you have to have confidence first to achieve success, or do you need to be successful first to get confidence? And I think what you're starting to see, and again, like I said, I don't care who the opponent is. Don't bring it up. I don't care. What you're starting to see is a baseball team that's having some success, and the confidence is, start, confidence is coming, which is turning into more success, which is turning into more confidence, which is more success, and it compounds on itself. And now you've got a team right now that, I mean, I'll be honest, guys, going into Friday night, this team should be feeling good. This team should be feeling damn good. And I'm excited to see what they do and how they carry that into the weekend. Another thing to watch for, two things that I talk about all the time, and it's of uber importance this weekend and every SEC weekend, defense and timely hitting. That, that'll be the difference. That'll, that will be the difference in every SEC series, no question. It's simple. You're going to get tired of hearing me say it. But which team plays better defense and which team comes up with more timely hits? It really just comes down to that. You know, I, I mean, we could go – we could talk about this and break it down for hours and hours, but, there, you know, it's as simple as defense and timely hitting. That's really all it is. Which team is better at those two things is who's probably going to win this series. Almost, almost undoubtedly who's going to win this series. Can South Carolina be that team? Again, you had an opportunity once, and unfortunately you didn't pass that test. You had the opportunity at Clemson, needed some timely hits. It didn't happen for you, and that's unfortunate, but you're going to get more opportunities. Will South Carolina take advantage of their opportunities when they come up? Can South Carolina play clean defensive baseball? They've done a much better job at that of late. Can they carry that in SEC play? Play clean defense. I think the Gamecocks, you know, people love to give me shit right now because I said that South Carolina was elite with their pitching and defense. I still think this is, this is a good defensive ball club. This is a much better defensive ball club than the, what they've shown. George Khalil is much better than seven errors. Much better. Much, much better. There's no question in my mind. It's a much better defensive team than what they've shown. Can the timely hitting accompany it, accompany it as well? That's something we're only going to have to wait and see through the game. So that'll be very, very interesting to see. Let's move into the key player of this weekend. And a guy that I feel like we haven't talked about a bunch lately, but I have this weird sneaking suspicion that he's going to play a major role in this weekend. And my key player for this weekend is Brett Carey. I think Brett Carey, again, a guy that we haven't talked about a lot. You know, your bullpen has been good. Your bullpen's been very, very good since the Clemson series. No question. Been very good. And this is going to be a weekend, again, where they've got to be good again, for sure. I think Brett Carey's going to be a guy, because I, I'll be honest with you guys, I don't really know. Like, if we get into a situation where we need to close a game out, 
I don't really know if Danny Lloyd's still your closer. I, I really don't at this point. I don't know if that's even how they're playing it. But I, I think you're going to see Brett Carey at the end of at least one of these games this weekend. I, I, I think he probably pitches twice. Unless you're blowing Tennessee out or you're getting blown out, which hopefully the, 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 the latter doesn't happen. Hopefully the last one doesn't happen. But if you're playing a typical tight SEC series, you're, you're going to see Brett Carey. I'd be surprised if you saw him less than twice, to be honest with you. I think he probably pitches Friday and Sunday. But I think Brett Carey stabilizing that bullpen. You know, he was so good against Tennessee last year. I just had this weird sneaking suspicion that it's going to come down to there's going to be a few moments where Brett Carey, where you're going to need to make a big pitch late in the game. And I think it's probably going to be Brett Carey making that big pitch. So Brett Carey is going to be my key player for this weekend. My prediction overall for this series, you know, again, I know a lot of people, it's funny the attitudes between South Carolina baseball fans right now. Um, I think some are optimistic. Many are skeptical. Uh, many are down and out and don't, you know, I had a buddy of mine tell me, oh, I think we're going to get rocked in SEC play. Like, oh, yeah, whatever. <sighs> you know, I, I'll tell you this. To this point in the season, the only thing that truly irks me about the way this season has gone is the series loss to Northwestern. Really, that's the only thing. The series loss to Clemson, does it stink? Yeah, it stinks. But that was a hard-fought series back and forth, you know, Besides Friday, which, you know, you had Sam Weatherly pitch the game of his life. It's going to happen. But after that, it was a typical hard-fought series. And, unfortunately, you came, on, you came out on the wrong end of it. Happens. Is what it is. Northwestern's the only series I have beef with. Um, you know, again, this is the beginning of a new season. The opportunity to sort of right some wrongs, if you will. Because, again, I think winning two of three, or God forbid, if you sweep Tennessee, which would be amazing, it's going to be such a shot in the arm for this fan base. I mean, you look at how bad you started last year. And, again, you opened up with Georgia, which was pretty brutal. But how badly you started last year. You know, just getting swept. And I think you started, what, two and seven in SEC play. And from there, when you started off that badly, I think this fan base sort of went downhill. It's just, oh, God, okay, here we go. Is what it is. We're not good. You really have the opportunity this weekend to, again, get the fan base almost back on your side. Get people fired up about Carolina baseball again. A lot of the people that need a kick in the rear end, you know what I mean? Like, get them fired up. Tennessee, obviously, a very, very good ball club. Um, I think this is going to be an extremely hard-fought series. Very competitive, very back and forth. I think it's going to be fantastic baseball at Founders Park. I really do. I think it's going to be highly, highly entertaining baseball. However, like I said, the cocks are hot. Cocks are hot, I'm, and I'm riding with them. I'm riding with them. I'm riding with South Carolina. I got the Gamecocks taking two of three. I think Carmen Majinski does bounce back. I think he gives you one of his better outings of the season tomorrow night. Like I said, I, I thinking, I'm thinking seven innings, two earned, ten strikeouts. I, I really do. I think Carmen Majinski is going to be laser-focused, locked in, Gives you one of his better outings of the season. South Carolina gets a 3-1 win Friday night and wins the series two out of three. I think South Carolina does it. I, I, I feel good about this South Carolina baseball team right now. Again, I know that it's been Cornell and it's been Citadel, but this team is getting hot at the right time. 
Again, I think this team is much better defensively than what it's shown. I love when I'm seeing the body language, the confidence. And again, it'll be a hard-fought series. And it'll come down to timely hitting. It'll come down to a few moments in each game that'll determine who wins it. I'm riding with South Carolina. At home, it's a series you have to have. It's a series you have to have, especially with what lies ahead going on the road to Athens next weekend. Give me the game, Cox. I'm riding with you, baby. I got South Carolina winning this series two or three. I do. I, I think it'll be a damn good series, too. Like I said, extremely competitive. Um, extremely, extremely competitive. So, be sure to get out to Founders Park. But I've got South Carolina. I've got the Gamecocks taking two or three, getting off on the right foot, waking up this damn fan base and saying, hey, this season's not – I almost cursed there. I almost said a bad word. This season's not over. We're just getting started. I still feel good about this baseball team. I think they're going to show you why this week. And I got South Carolina taking two or three. All right, let's dive into these listener questions. Also have a voicemail I want to play for you guys really quickly. We'll start with that. Hey, uh, Spurs Up Show. Uh, I just want to know uh, why you bash your own team and players uh, and alumni, such as Jake Bentley, or, say, Trey Hannibal throws just as worse as Jake Bentley. I mean, aren't you a fan? Thank you for that voicemail, whoever you are. Be sure to leave your name on those, by the way. Make, leave your name. Why not? Leave your name on it. Um, <laughs> this voicemail. So I wanted to play this on the show because I think this is hysterical. Why do I bash my own team and players? And I guess this guy got butt hurt when I made the joke about Trey Hannibal throwing the ball into tight windows more often than Jake Bentley has. Bro, if that, if that joke is all it takes to get your feathers ruffled, I, I don't know what to tell you. I'm not sorry. It's funny. Don't take it so serious. It's not even like necessarily bashing. It's not even, that's not, that's not bashing a kid. But hey, I'll tell you this. To be honest with you, sometimes, sometimes guys need to be bashed. That's it. Doesn't make you less of a fan to be critical of someone. I don't know why that's not a thing with people or why that's a thing with people where they take it so personal. Bringing up Jake Bentley, like it's so wild. What? The guy threw like 30 picks at South Carolina. You don't think he deserved it to be, to be criticized a little bit? See, it's not bashing. It's criticism. Bashing is baseless, baseless criticism or baseless claims against someone. That's bashing. When people tell me that or when people come at me for things that they know not of, of my personal life, that's bashing. You don't know what you're talking about. It's bashing. But if you have true criticisms and reasons to, you're backing that up with, like you don't like when I do this because of A, B, and C, that's criticism. And it's fair. Either way, I don't have to like it. And you don't have to like when I say things about Jake Bentley or Trey Hannibal or Carolina football or any other sport, any guy. But I'm not going to stop doing it. Again, if that joke is all it takes, I don't know what to tell you, man. I mean, that, that, that was one of the funnier jokes I thought I've made on the, on the page. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're not, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and act like it's all sunshine and rainbows all the time. It's not. It's just not. I'm a fan of Trey Hannibal. I think he's going to be a damn good player. But was he also erratic and played like a freshman and was a walking turnover? Yeah, 
That's not bashing. That's just calling a spade a spade. And I hope that guy who left, because I think that's one of the funnier things. The people that talk shit most of the time or leave those questions, and I'm not upset about it. I'm just genuinely like humored by it, honestly. But most of the people that leave those, they don't even listen to the damn show. They don't even listen. That's the funniest part about a lot of people on social media is like you talk shit. If you listen to the show, you know how I felt about said, said, uh, said circumstance or said thing. So, I mean, I don't know. It just, it's not bashing, bro, but you got to call a spade a spade where I'm in the opinion business. All right. Let bygones be bygones. If you don't like it, just unfollow, bro. Life's short. Coronavirus out here taking out people left and right. Life's too short. Just hit the unfollow button, dog. It ain't that serious. Again, I'm not upset. I'm just genuinely humored because it's like all it takes is saying that Trey Hannibal throws the ball into, into tight windows more than Jake Bentley. Hey, got nothing but love for Jake Bentley. Hope he balls at Utah. That's what people don't get to is that you can like someone and be critical of them. That people cannot compute that. It's wild. Crazy. Anyway, let's, let's move off the topic. Uh, thanks for the voicemail, though, by the way. B underscore Arthur 25, if by the grace of God we get in the NCAA tournament, how far do you think we will go? I mean, if we somehow run the table in the SEC tournament, maximum two wins. Maximum two wins in the NCAA tournament. Mac Powers 37-94, how did Mike not get all defensive team I don't know, man. That's a great question. I don't know. Um, yeah, it's a great question. I have no idea. Last question. Thomas underscore Brady underscore H. Spring break extension over must champ extension. No true words have been said. Thank you. Thank you for that. Again, Thomas underscore Brady underscore H. No true words. No true words. Will must champs extension. There are a lot of extensions that are better than Wilmush Champs extensions. <laughs> There's a lot. We could literally just make an entire episode, a list of the better extensions that are better than Wilmush Champs extension. There's no question. So, appreciate the listener questions, guys. Appreciate the voicemail. Appreciate you guys tuning in. Again, if you need tickets, go through SeatGeek. Fantastic show today. Really excited. Again, this is a great time of year to be a sports fan. Great time to be a Gamecocks fan. I'm super pumped about it. Be sure to wash your hands. Use hand sanitizer, guys. Don't be getting it, coronavirus out there. All right? Don't be getting it. Don't, don't be contracting it. And if you do get it, don't come around me. Um, <laughs> no. Everybody stay safe out there. Stay healthy. Again, great time to be a Gamecock fan. Appreciate you guys tuning in. As always, I am Chris Phillips of the Spurs Up Show. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a good one. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? 
Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.